You're listening to Faith with Friends podcast, where we talk about faith, relationships, and spiritual growth. Welcome to our circle and the conversation where we seek to know God and make Him known. Now, here's your host, Lisa Lorenzo. Do you have a prayer request that maybe you've given up on? If you're listening to this podcast right now, is there something in your heart that you have a strong desire for and that you believe is God's will and you've been praying maybe for years, months, decades, and nothing has changed, then today's podcast is for you. I am joined today by two of my beautiful friends, with Daris and Shonda. Welcome, ladies. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Lisa. And today we're talking about waiting on the Lord. So we're going to talk a minute about the difference between waiting on God and waiting in God. So what would you ladies say the difference is? I loved when you um, mentioned in and uh, on, because I think that's this is the first time in my long walk with God that I have actually differentiated and tried to separate that. And we wait on God and we get distracted, but waiting in God is just staying present. That's as simple as I can actually verbalize it. I've had to, I've, I've just sat here thinking the few moments before of what it is to, to, to wait in God. And do I do that? So it's a great challenge already. We can already cut it right here and I'm good because I need to <laughs> meditate and I really need to focus on what am I doing when I wait on God? Because see us quote unquote, and I'm, I'm doing air quotes, mature Christians, whatever that is, that we never attained anything. Look at Paul. We think that, that we're trusting and we're leaning and we're waiting patiently on him, but we're distracted by other things. And when we remember what we're waiting on, we get, we could get anxious or impatient with him. And so waiting in is something that, that I think requires us to unpack. Excited to hear your wisdom, Shonda and Lisa, when it comes to this. Oh, I think, you know, in God's word, it, in God's word, it says several times over and over to wait on God. So I think it's kind of twofold. We have to wait on God in God. And I mean, I think waiting on God is waiting for him to move and for him to act because it, he does and he will, but I think you, you can't wait on God without waiting in him and being, you know, my word, we spoke about it a few weeks ago was abide being connected, connected through to Christ. Um, it's, I think that's abiding in and waiting in God to move because so many times, I mean, it's hard to wait. Well, it's hard to wait, period. I don't know about you guys, but I'm super impatient. <laughs> yes. And I just want to send people back. If you want to hear about that word, abide and joy, that was episode 13 with Shonda and Daris. But I want to echo what both of you were saying. The Bible does tell us to wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord wait on the Lord patiently, expectantly wait on the Lord, but waiting well. So the difference in my mind on waiting on God or in God, if I'm waiting on God, I'm kind of standing at the corner, tapping my feet going, not yet. Well, if you haven't done it now, you're probably never going to do it because I've been waiting for years and I've prayed faithfully. And sometimes it almost feels like it, are my prayers going past the ceiling? Are they bouncing off the walls? Because I'm praying and I'm waiting on you. But when I move from a place from waiting on him to do something and waiting in him, where I'm waiting in him, 
I'm finding everything that I need. Every need spiritually and emotionally is being met by my Heavenly Father. Then I have more of an eternal value look at things. I have more patience. And it's a struggle. It's not like I'm going to decide to be patient for this, even if it takes 30 years. No, I don't want to wait 30 years. I, I don't want to wait 30 years, Lord. And then sometimes we're 30 years later, still waiting. But wait, have I? if I take a good look, I can trace his fingers. I can yeah. see him working it out. I can see him changing me. I can see him using situations where I've had to wait in the past to draw others closer to him. Where he'll use our suffering, if it is something that we're praying for that we're suffering through, he will use that to bring as a platform for his goodness and glory, which yeah, you know, know how that works, but I, I was reading it. in this, I was reading in this, that brings to mind. I was just reading on, um, DL Moody, pastor DL or DL Moody, great theologian. Um, he, it was about waiting shocker. Um, that, and he was talking about, um, or it was talking about how he waited on the Lord he had been praying for his brother who was an unbeliever for 40 years. He prayed for his brother and he, and DL Moody died before his brother came to know the Lord. But uh, in those 40 years, he was waiting on God, but obviously he was waiting in God because his ministry just kept growing and growing and growing because he mm -hmm. trusted that God, he trusted God and his sovereignty. And wouldn't you know it after he died, his brother became, his brother gave his life to Christ. So God, God does it. He does it and he's never late. Sometimes he's seldom early, but he, he always, he always acts. And he, you know, that was such a great inter, you know, such a great encouragement, even though we're praying for, I don't know about you guys, but I do have people in my family that, that I'm waiting in God to act and, and for them to give their lives over to him. And, and it hasn't happened yet, but I trust that in God's sovereignty that um, in his timing, it will. It will. Before we get to the, even the waiting scriptures that that um, have been coming to mind, I, I just thought of Romans eleven thirty six for of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. And I just thought of that because it's true in him, for him, through him, with him. And it's a current something that needs to be current and, and perpetually on our minds especially in the waiting, especially. Yeah. And I like what Lisa said, you know, we wait in the corner and say, come on, come on, come on. Looking at our, our watches. I, I thought of when I used to wait for my kids to get out of the classroom and, you know, I never waited patiently for them for anything coming out of their school, coming out of football practice, coming out of never. That's, that's a skill that, that can only be, I believe, uh, accomplished and, and conquered through Christ in him, with him, through him, for him. I think it's a difficult one in and of itself, but yet the, the, the Bible tells us constantly for, to wait for him, wait on God, wait on him, yeah. wait on him, wait on him. So it's going to be a good one. I think it's good to stop for a minute before we dive in and think about sometimes we can wait because we're waiting on God to do something, but sometimes God refrains from moving because he is speaking to you other things. And I think about the Ecclesiastics, there's a time for all things, Ecclesiastic. But there is a time to wait, there's a time to move on, and there's a time to surrender, right? So 
of course, we're never speaking about extremes, like if you're in an abusive relationship and you're at risk for being harmed, then we're not telling you to sit still and wait, right? But when God has confirmed to you that he's calling you to wait on this prayer request and he's, you're connected to him daily, you're speaking to him daily, and he's spoken to you those words, then it's such a safe place to be from the storm. And I want to read Isaiah 40, starting in verse 28. It says, Do you not know, have you not heard, that the Lord is the everlasting God? He is the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow weary or tired. And his understanding no one can fathom. But then he gives us a promise in verse 29. He gives strength to the weary. And he increases the power of the weak. So even if youth grows tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And I think that's a great scripture to start with because we grow weary of waiting. Mm-hmm. And we get yes. sick and tired of waiting. And mm-hmm. he's telling yeah. us, you're supposed to be connected to me. You're supposed to be talking to me about these things. Bring your burdens to me. Bring your worries to me. Trust me to work it out. And guess what? When you do that, when you put your hope in me, I'm going to renew your strength. I'm going to give you power. Power to what? Power to have patience. Power to understand what I'm calling you to do. And then you're going to walk and not faint. And you're going to run and you will not be weary. Yeah. And you can't hear the voice of God. You can't know what ha- what the, the direction um, he wants you to go on if you're constantly moving if you're constantly running, if you're constantly thinking, if you're constantly, and I'm doing air quotes, doing, you, you can't, I mean, I think that God, I mean, God is God. And he knew that the only time that he's going to get our attention is when we're waiting. And, and I think that for whether you're, you know, whether you're new to the faith or, or you're an unbeliever, everybody's experienced the act of waiting whether like Dara said, waiting for your kids coming out of practice or waiting on a miracle that you've been praying for. It's in those times for me that I've grown the most where I feel felt the most intimacy with the Lord and have seen the greatest um, growth in me spiritually. Absolutely. I'm thinking of, I always learned in church that the Lord answers us with a yes a no or a wait. And in the wait, we'll figure out whether we get the yes or the no. There's such a dynamic there of being still and knowing that he is God and hearing his still small voice and not our own or our desire. And that comes with just, I think the basic is here that we're talking about is is trust, that we trust that he's going to give us an answer when you get something right away. I'm I have to tell you that something so absolutely ridiculously dumb waiting on something you ordered from Amazon. Once you get it, when, you know, the prime the next day, Oh, it's here. Whereas, Oh, I can't wait for it to come. Oh, I can't wait for it to come once upon a time. But you know, we're prime members. We are a society of even at our age, my age, I'm, I'm older and I've learned this impatience And that trickles over to our spiritual as well. So I think that it's, it's exactly what we're doing here. 
what this podcast is about in its entirety. It's it's leaning on the Lord for everything. It's being in him and being able to understand that he, he'll tell us, wait, even, and in the midst of it, stand there for, be still. We still have to, that doesn't mean he's going to give us the answer at that moment. We need to wait. And it builds our character. It builds our, our, our spirit, like Shonda said, and it's actually our biggest times of growth for sure. And I agree with you, Shonda, 100%. And like you said, it's, it is something you develop. Like I just, I, you just, I just had a light bulb moment. Like impatience is a skill that is developed over time. And it is, and it, you know, the opposite of that is patience. You know, that, that verse of wait on the Lord that in, in, um, in Psalm 27, wait on the Lord, I guess, again, I say, wait on the Lord. Like, he's not just like, wait on the Lord. And then he says, back, he says, wait on the Lord. And by the way, I just said, wait on the Lord. So yeah, those people in the back. Yeah. yeah those people in the back, you need to get some patience and yes. sit down and wait on the Lord. <laughs> Lamentations three verses 25 through 26. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, <laughs> to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. There it is. There we it is. Said we could have just scripture. There it is. Quietly. That's a that's a big um. Quietly again. and hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. That was none the other of us word. are yes. quiet. None of us are quiet. So that's no. hard. That's no. it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, this is not a quiet bunch right here. It's quiet in our spirit, I suppose. Not like Lord, Lord quiet with him not yelling at him and treating him like the, you know the true father that he is and, and saying come on come on come like a little child it's that maturity that we need to develop at least I do for sure but I love that scripture that's one of those that early on in my walk I, I taped it to my bathroom when the kids were young the boys they were a handful and and I think that kids are sometimes the biggest disruptors in a home in a marriage especially early on and and the lack of attention that sometimes we ladies give, that's for another podcast, but that we give our husbands because of our attention on our kids. And yeah. they have they have something that they want that's different than just watching their wife be a mother. And so I remember I taped this while I was brushing my teeth. I would always read uh, the Lamentations, which is it's good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. And the salvation, of course, we're not, that's not, they were, this was to written for lamenting Israel, but it doesn't matter because it's just as applicable for us because we are a sinful people that have, we have our Messiah. We have our savior. He came. He loved us so much on this beautiful day of love for God so loved the world. And so he gave his only begotten son. So we have that the salvation of the Lord. So then what? Lord, you, you, it was that important to put it in the scriptures for us to read it. Well, then we hope and we wait quietly for him. That's what we have to do. Yeah, I, I guess I can read a little bit of Galatians. You want me to read? Go ahead. Galatians. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Galatians 6, 9. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due time, due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. So that's a waiting. Let's not grow weary. Let's not grow weary. I add that let's not grumble. Let's not complain. In due time, we're going to reap. The Lord's economy is seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. Everything in the Bible is seed time and harvest. You plant good seeds. 
eventually good trees with nice fruit start growing. You plant bad seeds, which we do, all of us do still. You, you plant a bad seed, that tree doesn't just, oh, and it's over. You, that tree, that seed needs to, is, is fertilized and it grows and that nasty tree that doesn't give any fruit, it grows and it eventually will die, which is what we want. We chop it down. Yeah. But um, that's what we have to do. We have to even not grow weary during the consequences of what we are experience during our wait. Um, and I don't even know if I made myself clear and maybe you girls can expound on that, but there's a time that we could grow weary, but sometimes we're in our own way. Sometimes we're not. Sometimes somebody else is in our way. So let's yeah. let's talk about that last verse that says, if you don't give up. So for somebody listening today and they've been praying for decades and nothing has changed. And you know, the world will tell you people don't change. And that's simply not true because the power of the Holy Spirit has changed each of us here. Not that we are who we should be or who we can be, but we're definitely not who we were. So we are living proof evidence that God changes people. But for that person that's about to give up, I can't take this anymore. I've had it uh, with whatever situation it might be. I'm going to all start and then I want each of you to think quick. Uh, three things that we can give them on how not to give up. I'm going to say number one, because you guys are with me, find somebody who will lock arms and hands with you and pray with you. Find somebody who's an encourager to walk with you that will say, you know what, I'm willing to meet you once a week or I'm willing to call you once a week and let's each bring a scripture for a specific prayer request that we're, we're waiting on the Lord for and let's pray together. And I think that's one way where you encourage one another, right? So find that person. And if you don't have someone, hey, listen, head over to Instagram follow faith with Fred's underscore podcast and DM us because we're willing to lock arms with you and pray with you. And we will believe with you that God will move in a prayer request that you believe he's laid on your heart. That's according to his will. So what, what's one thing you guys can each share for somebody who's discouraged and about to give up? I, I can say, I mean, for, for me, the two things, and this might, it's like two things to go hand in hand for me that changed my, the trajectory of my life and my walk with the Lord was getting up early and spending, it started out when I was, you know, for many years in my, in my walk in the beginning, just a few minutes a day with the Lord. It, I would read a devotional and spend, spend like five minutes and being fully transparent praying. And because I didn't know how to pray. I, I didn't, I just knew that I needed to talk, that that was what they told me to do. They being the people at, you know, the church <laughs> and, um, and finding a good church like that, finding a good Bible believing church that you can grow in and with is profoundly changed my life. Yes. I agree with all, both of those. Yes. Funny enough, I have the word transparent written, be real, um, come to grips with look in the mirror. You know, I do that. And I do that. I look in the mirror and I say, what did you do wrong today? What did you? So Shonda covered that. So I think that another thing that has really, really helped me in times of waiting when I'm just desperate and it happened, of course, not to, I will always give praise to the Lord with the uh, miracle of my grandson. 
um, that we've discussed in previous podcasts. If if you um, if you've heard them, my grandson was very very ill, and I I wouldn't Her even. Grandson change- was born with COVID and intubated for several months. Months and not expected to make it and told on several occasions say your goodbyes because he probably won't make it through the night so mm-hmm. i just want everybody who hasn't heard the story of our baby liam to understand what you're talking about that was waiting on the lord yes 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 and i and i had to uh be ready to surrender that baby and deal with my son and his wife who was my daughter and and so there are so many things that i that could be volumes of books based on how there was nothing other than the Lord. Even today we heard a nurse that spoke to my other daughter-in-law that said, we can't believe that baby lived. So that was this morning. So I believe one of the things that got me through when I would wake up in the middle of the night to check my phone, worship music. Don't get me wrong. I am not going to throw at those of you out there listening. Oh, I'm not listening to that music all the time. Don't don't there's a there's there's two types of music there's uh mainstream music and that's disney tunes some country songs that are beautiful and uh jazz no lyrics classical that's fine and then there's secular which is what you want to start moving away from which it grieves the lord it's ugly it talks about killing adultery uh ugly things and you'll begin to recognize that but if you start differentiating that and then maybe substituting those ugly songs some of these kill police kill each other gang thing bad words that are just not glorifying to god and and even to yourself you substitute that for a worship song and your spirit starts to really activate Mm, yes yes it comes alive and then you want more and so i remember those and those full from august to through december i would not even think of changing the station because there was a message in almost every single song that I heard because I was seeking and I was desperate and I was anxious and I was scared and I was fearful and I was I was everything I was sad I was everything and so there was always a word in those worship songs so I would highly recommend you can contact Lisa at Faith with Friends and she'll give you a repertoire where to start. A total playlist. <laughs> a total playlist where to start. And you'll see there's definitely something in that. So the morning devotionals, the finding a friend, somebody to be with and worship. It's a great place to be. Right. Amen. Shonda, what are some of your scriptures that you want to share? So I have Psalm, the Psalm 27, 13 through 14. And I, what's really cool. I, I, I have the Bible app for you listeners that, um, that do have the Bible app on your phone. There's a tab at the top that says that you can change the translation. So if there's a scripture that you're reading and, and you're like, doesn't quite make sense, or you're like, huh, that's kind of piqued your interest. Look at other translations because sometimes it'll, it'll kind of reveal itself a little more. Psalm 27, 13 through 14 in the amplified version. I love it. It says, I would have, I would have despaired had I not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord. In the land of the living. And then wait for and confidently expect the Lord. I love that. Wait for and confidently expect the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. 
and confidently expect him. And I love that. Like, so, so we can like, really, we don't, like Lisa said, we don't have to sit there drumming our fingers. Like, okay, Lord, um, did you forget? Because, you know, I've been asking for this for quite some time. We know that he, we can trust in him and wait for him confidently. He says it over and over in his word. The other verse that I have is Romans 8, 24 through 27. For in this hope, we were saved. For in this hope, we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Like Dara said, and Lisa, patience, not so much. (laughs) With Shonda Longo. Likewise, the spirit helps us in our weaknesses. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought to. But the spirit himself intercedes for us with groans so deep for our words, so too deep for our words. And he who searches hearts knows what is in the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And I think that that, that verse for many years, I just, I didn't really get it. I, it kind of befuddled me. Like, I, I don't really get that. I, I always know what to pray for. I'm always telling God exactly what I need. I don't understand how you don't, under, how you, you know, I have plenty of plenty to say, God. Uh, <laughs> I think but, that is an excellent, excellent reminder yeah. to people that what do we mean when we say, are you praying according to God's will? If you're praying for a Mercedes, I'm not saying God is not going to give you that Mercedes because he does bless people with certain financial wealth however that is not according to god's will exactly that is not something that god has promised to us that is so we're talking about like god has promised that when we pray for others he hears our prayers god wants to know all of our situations even if the bible doesn't say he's going to change them right if you're going to praying to get into a college well it doesn't mean he's going to get you into that college but inviting him into that conversation means he's going to direct you to the right college absolutely so when we say you're praying you know you can pray for 50 years lord bring me a man bring me a man bring me a man and god is sitting there saying well maybe you should go to church maybe you should get to know me what do you do while you're waiting well we get to know god we serve god and we love others, including the difficult people that you might be praying for. Amen. But I think that's so good because we do have a spirit. So when you pray, ask God, Lord, I don't know what to pray for. I'm going to give you my structure, my four mm-hmm. foundational things that I think I need in my life to be happy. No, Lord, work in my heart. Give me what I need and give me, like the Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give grant you the desires of your heart that doesn't mean he's going to give you everything you want in your heart it means he's going to place desires there that will draw you closer to him so he'll give you a desire to know him a desire to talk about him also a desire to tell others about him these are things you can be doing while you're waiting in order to wait well yeah it's so true it's so true when you don't know what to pray this you know it like with liam and when we prayed for Liam for so long, so many times we'd get on and be like, I don't even know how to pray, Lord. Yes. I, I don't even know what to pray for. I'm so despondent and in so much despair that I've been praying for this over and over and over, and I'm still not seeing any change. But the spirit knows and, and you just, sometimes you just have to be quiet and cry out, literally cry, get on your knees and cry and weep. Right. <laughs> been there, done that for sure many times sent a message to Pastor Raz the other day scheduling for him to come on to do a podcast 
And I said, let me just tell you some of my ideas for podcasts with you. And I put like spiritual growth or this. And then I put, oh, and my favorite one is how to change your husband. And he was like, <laughs> LOL. Ladies, if you're praying for your husband, which have you ever met anyone who's not praying for their husband? No. Like we're all praying for our kids and our husbands. Like that's something we all have in common. We want to love and be loved. We want all of our kids to get along. We want all to go well with them. But if you're praying for your husband, let's talk specifically to that for a minute. God might not, he might be waiting to change your husband because he wants to change you first. Have you ever seen any other way? Because Mm -hmm. I haven't. No, and I even our, our adult children. We all have adult tr- children. I might one of my my daughter's married to an amazing godly man. My son is not, and not not married. He's not married, but you know what I mean. <laughs> he, he's dating an amazing girl. But I used to tell them when they were kids, you know, I want this amazing godly spouse for you, but you have to be the same for that person. You can't. You want this great guy or this great girl. But are you, like you said, Lisa, are you the great guy or girl that God wants for his other child, you know? And yeah, I mean, I've been praying for my husband for a long time. I'm sure he's praying for me too. (laughs) Exactly. Another thing to wait to do while you're waiting on God is grow your own faith. Examine, you both have mentioned, examine your own heart. Where are your weaknesses? Where is your sin? And how can you grow to be more like the woman that God wants you to be? more faithful in prayer, more faithful in his word, more joy, wise, having wisdom in your marriage, in your relationships. That's critical. Yes. Yes. That's critical. That's critical. And we right here, there's, there's three of us that are, that have not attained without a doubt have not attained, but yet I am constantly watching out the younger wives that come into my grasp and I will tell them half yes. the time I'll just say shut up and then and let me talk to you for a second because there's a lot of differences between men and women expectations and this generation is the generation of Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and everything's perfect and look at their lives look at that couple Look at that, you know, posing the kisses and how perfect. And uh, my boyfriend's better than your boyfriend, hashtag. And and um, we did this, we did that. We have this, we have that. And it's a, it's a life full of comparisons where it was difficult for us to do that. We, yeah. we had to, we didn't see that as much. It was only in our inner circle. And so there was more talking. Um, these kids are very, very held back from sharing um so we we kind of digress a little bit but it's important to to know that all of this is part of waiting and and being patient and waiting on god because if you do um marry a godly spouse it's a little easier a little little easier it's not easy it's not perfect and you have to walk in knowing you still need god to be number one and 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 wait on him for everything even sometimes to answer even sometimes yeah, in a over a conversation you just say lord <laughs> i'm gonna wait to answer this one because you know what triggers as time goes on and you know something can can happen even in a in a 30-year marriage like mine and and things happen anyway so i agree and 
Micah 7, 7. Therefore, I will look to the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. And I just, this is the part I love. My God will hear me. I love that last little line in Micah. My God will hear me. And so I will wait because he will hear me. And I'm going to get an answer. Yes. Well, no. And it's a promise. Like, wait. Yeah. And there's a promise. It's not, it's not like, you know, like when you tell your kids, like, I know I promise you that I'm going to do this or your friend or whatever. I promise you like our promises are so, so empty half, you know, I mean, we, we, as parents, I try to never overuse that word, but God, when he makes promise, it's for sure. It's not like a, what if, or most likely it's a promise. So like what you said, Darius, he will hear me. It reminds me of the scripture. I think it's in Samuel that says, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Yes. And what is it in John that it says, my sheep, they, they know me and they hear my voice. Like we yes. have a God that is listening yes. and that is speaking to us. And although you might not hear it audibly, like a lot of people have never heard God speak, but he speaks to your heart. He redirects your thoughts. He redirects yeah. your decisions. But I just thought of Psalm 62. My soul, I know there's a comma there, waits expectantly on you, Lord. Wait, I wait silently for you. For my expectation is from you, Lord. That's Psalm 62, I want to say five or six. It's around there, five, six, seven. My soul, waits silently for you, O Lord. Wow. For my expectation comes from you. So I love that the comma, I've always, in my Bible, I have the comma because this is my soul. I'm talking to myself and that's the Lord's desire is that we would even pray scriptures to him because his word is in the void. So my soul, you soul, you inside of me, wait silently for you, God. It, I'm waiting for you, Lord. I'm waiting for you. It's a prayer. Psalm 62. How did I not remember that before? So I'm 62. And then there's that five, question. Six, okay. While I'm waiting on God and I'm examining my heart, could there be that there's a root of unforgiveness or bitterness or hidden sin in my life that is God is waiting for me to surrender and talk to him about. I do think the wait is not always for the, mm -hmm. the benefit of to change us, to change others. He might be confronting sin in your life. So is there something in your life that you're hardened your heart and you're no longer able to hear him speak to you, refining you, redirecting you. And he's having you, he's just saying, okay, I'm just going to sit over here and wait. I'll wait till you come to me and, Let's straighten this out first, mm -hmm. because just like our kids, if our kids walk up to us and say, I want water, what are we going to say? Excuse me, sit down, say hello, greet your mother, and then say, may I have water? Can I have water? We want to train our kids how to ask politely, right? And God's not about asking politely because you can cry out to God and he will hear you and he sees your heart. But there's a part that God is training us to be See, have a right, high view of God. And he will wait. So I'm always like, Lord, teach me the lesson quickly. Because I need this right away. Well, and to the waiting part, I think, I don't know if we hit yes. on this, but waiting doesn't mean just sitting there inactive. You know, we, you don't just, you know, with our kids, when we tell our kids, wait, they have to sit there and be quiet and not move you know? <laughs> or not be, not be obnoxious or or, um, or do what they're not supposed to do. Um, but with, with us, when God says, wait, he, he's not telling us to sit and, um, 
and and be still as far as not not doing anything it means stay stay fervent in your prayers stay fervent in your walk stay fervent in staying in his word looking to his, to his scripture and when you are waiting you put it in his hands it's a, it's an actual act of okay like we've talked about in in our in our group of laying our burdens down and leaving them there and nine times out of 10, I go and pick them back up and just ask God if I can borrow them for just 10 minutes and then I'll bring them right back. Exactly. But, um, <laughs> but it's, it's that, it's that act of constant of saying, okay, God, I prayed for this. I'm going to give it to you. And I'm going to pray for something else. Now I'm going to shift my prayers into another way because I'm waiting on that. And it doesn't mean just sitting there and doing nothing in my opinion. You know, I mean, God doesn't ever want us to just be, um, you know, not, not connected, not productive and, and not seeking other to save the lost. I mean, we're, we're supposed to be fishers of men. So you got to keep going. I I heard a podcast yesterday. Mm -hmm. The podcast name is called rebounding faith. It's by three women in California and they gave such an excellent illustration. She said that one of the podcasters apparently has a slight obsession with sheep. If there's a sheep that goes on the side of the mountain and gets stuck there, the shepherd has to wait. And even though the sheep is crying out and crying out to be saved because he's afraid, if you go down there too early, when he sees you coming, he will jump to his death off of the mountain because sheep are dumb. So the shepherd has to be patient and endure the waiting of the crying sheep for days sometimes until he is so exhausted that the shepherd knows he can approach the sheep and carry the sheep to safety without him hurting himself. Wow. And so what a picture of waiting, right? Like God, the shepherd hears him. He's aware of the crying. He's aware of the screaming of, of this poor little animal. He's aware it's in danger, but in order to protect him, he has to wait until he's completely exhausted. It's not that he doesn't care. He's waiting for just the right time. So he will not hurt himself or others. Wow. So then he goes down the mountain and carries the sheep up. And I thought, oh my goodness, what a great illustration. Ladies, thank you for letting us borrow it. And I thought it was perfect for today's podcast on on waiting for the right timing, waiting for God to move. Yes, I agree. I totally agree. That's there this um that this devotion that I read uh this yesterday or today. This woman named Hannah White, Hannah Whitehall Smith says, it is not hard to trust the management of the universe and all outward creation to the Lord. Can your case be so much more complex or difficult than these that you need to be anxious or troubled about the management of you? Like wait, like so many times we're waiting on God. We're like, seriously, you don't get it. You obviously don't get it because I need this right now. This is supposed to happen right now. Otherwise, everything is going to fall into the pit if you don't work right now and God's like, I got this, you just wait. And I got the whole universe thing conquered. So I think your little problem is fine. (laughs) That's right. He sees beyond that pit that we see, we see the doom if this thing happened, but he sees beyond the pit and the pit sometimes is necessary. I saw an illustration one time as well. There are holes on the path and the Lord, you know, he, he tells us when to stop. He tells us when to go around, but when we fall in the hole, he still helps us out, but it's, it's a process. You just can't run through because it's hole, 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 hole. We have illustrations after illustrations. 
it's a daily grind. And I thank God that I have found him first and foremost and found help through him and in him because it's so difficult to navigate this life. And the the world has become more impatient and more um, of the, like I mentioned before, the prime Amazon delivery. Everything should be now. I want it now. Like the drive-through, like everything, everything. I can't even, a movie, pictures. Remember when we were little, we had to take pictures and we had our little film that had to be developed. (laughs) And hopefully in two weeks, you saw that the ones you like came out. Now these girls look, or boys, let me see how I came out. Okay, no, erase that one. Let's do this one and filter it. We didn't have that. Ugly pictures were ugly pictures and they came out. Oh my gosh, look how nice. The ruins in Rome came out really pretty. And oh, I wish you can't white yourself out. You can't delete. We have to become a society, a people, yeah. a world that doesn't wait. And the Lord wants us to wait. So therein lies the, the dilemma. Psalm 141 verse 2 says, May my prayers be set before you like incense and may the lifting up of my hands be like an evening sacrifice. And I remember hearing once about Revelation, I think it's Revelation 5, where there's bowls in heaven and those are the prayer of the saints. And the illustration was, what if it was that prayer right after you, you gave up praying? What if it was that prayer that was going to overflow onto, onto earth, the earth? What if it was that prayer that God was saying, I'm going to wait until she prays this time. I'm going to work in her. I'm going to stretch her. But when she gets to this day, wow, she's going to be amazed. I always think about, I hate to say it's my favorite story, but it really is one of my favorite stories. The Israelites going 40 years lost in the desert, although they were never lost. God knew right where they were. God was directing them the entire time. And yet, what if they had given up the day before? What if God said, walk around seven times and sing shouts of praise? And after six times, they said, you know what? I'm going back to Egypt. Like they did many times. I'm out of here. But it was just one more time of obedience that it took for God to say, you know, the walls are coming down. So we really just wanted to come on here and encourage you ladies, because as we wait, for God to move on prayers that we've been waiting for for years. We want to encourage you. You're not alone. We stand with you. And I thought maybe we could close in prayer, praying for those unanswered prayers right now that people seem discouraged or they've lost hope or patience, or they're just, their heart is hardened when it comes to the Lord thinking God doesn't really care about me. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for this time with my sisters. Father, thank you for the gift that is their friendship, Lord. I know that because I'm your friend, Lord, I'm theirs and they are mine. And I thank you for that, Lord. And I just pray for that listener today, Lord, that's feeling like she or he is alone, um, abandoned, or that you don't hear or see or know what they're going through, Lord. I pray that they would have a spiritual encounter with you, Father. I pray that they would be lifted up, that their eyes, as our my sister Daris constantly says, that they look up, Lord, not around them, not down, Lord, but up and look to look to you for, for their help, Lord. I pray that in the waiting, Lord, that our listeners, Lord, would trust you, that they would wait well, that they would search your scriptures, Lord, 
that they would remember that you are God, that you have a plan and a purpose for each of our lives and that you love us, Lord, that your word tells us that you love us, that you go before us, that you fight for us. You are always present or always present help in, in times of trouble, in times of joy on the mountaintop and in the valley. And Father, I just pray that you would encourage our listeners today to seek you out, to seek out friendships and relationships that edify and encourage them, Lord, that they would find a good Bible-believing church, Lord, and that that they would search your word, Lord. I know that for each of the of us, there's Lisa, myself, and Daris, Lord, that your word has transformed our lives, that it has given us hope when we've been hopeless, Lord, when, when we've been weary and sad and fondant, Lord. We have found hope in your word. We've found comfort and strength and joy in even in the times of waiting. So Father, I pray for each and every listener today that's struggling or that's even on a mountaintop, Lord, that you would meet them there, that they would feel your presence, that even though they're on that mountaintop, that they don't look away, Lord, that they constantly keep their focus on you. Lord, we thank you. We love you. We pray that, that you are glorified and honored through everything we do and say. It's in your name I pray. Amen. 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 May I just want to close with Romans 15, verse 13, and it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. So we just finish this call today asking that God would fill you with joy and peace as you believe and you wait, and may the Holy Spirit help you to abound in hope. And hope is expected faith. Thank you for listening today. Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Faith with Friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so our circle will continue to grow?